Hey everybody, it's that time of week again. It's this it's that time of week. It's a it's good it's time. a good week and a good day. I am super excited to have you guys here with us because I have one of my good friends, Rodney Hogue, joining with us today. And we're gonna talk all things demonic. We're going to talk all things <laughs> deliverance. And uh, I love these topics. Um, we're going to try to make light of this topic uh, and make it about as tangible. Everybody gets weird when we talk about this stuff, but um, I think... It shouldn't be a weird stuff. It, sh- it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be, but people get weird about it. Yeah, they do. So we're going to have a good time talking about it with Dr. Rodney Hogue. So uh, uh, gear up, buckle up your pants, because it's going to be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, there's a there's a bunch of basic questions that I feel like we have to answer all the time whenever you talk about deliverance, right? Okay. So there's a list. I don't really want to go through them all because this isn't a teaching. This isn't like we're not doing this as a teaching. We're doing this as a chit chat thing. Okay. But uh, first of all, like just I'm going to just shotgun a few questions out just for those who are watching. Maybe this is their first encounter with deliverance. Can a Christian have a demon? Yes, yes they no? can. Yes. How do they know if they have a demon and it's not a heart thing or it's, you know, nature versus nurture i don't know like how, how do you know whether it's a demon or or whether it's something that you have to work off you, yourself? you can't always know you don't you don't always know whether or not it's a demon but if it's like you've, you've got maybe something a compulsion mm-hmm. something you cannot control okay something that you know drives you okay. uh, maybe like an emotion or a behavior or maybe even uh, a sin, right? Something that is controlling you that you no longer can control. It's like you're going to do this. You don't want to do it, but you're going to do it anyway. Okay, that's a good indication. So, like, would you call al- alcoholism demonic? It could be. So, okay, so it's not cut and dry. It's not cut and dry. Okay, so because all of us, some we think, love like especially yeah. our movement, we love those. Well, if it's not this, then it's this. Yeah, right. So, how do you, how do you it's, know? It's a lot of gray areas there. <laughs> So how how does one know whether they need deliverance or not, or whether they need inner healing, or whether they just need to like brace yourself like a man, Job? If if there's is for example alcoholism, yeah, okay, there pro- there may be a physical dependency that's there as well. There's also a way that you have trained your mind. There's also maybe you're medicating a wound or a hurt or a pain, and these are all the issues that have to be dealt with. Could there be a demon in there? Very well, could be. Oftentimes, there may be a demon there. But getting rid of the demon of alcoholism isn't going to necessarily remove alcoholism off that person. It might. A person might get delivered of that and just total, everything's gone. Everything's different. But then then again, uh, they may get deliverance, but it's like I still have these hurts, these pains. I still feel like medicating this. Uh, I still, you know, have this 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 drive. So it's it's not black and white. Did I confuse you? Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally confused. I mean, not not, not entirely. I yeah. mean, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But I think for most people, like, we, when we look at, you know, demonic or something like that, it either is or it isn't. Yeah. Right? So how do I know whether if I'm struggling with something, it's demonic or... Or, you know, because on the, on the scale of demonic, there's such a... So every time we talk about this, people... They start looking at their lives, looking at their experiences, looking, you know, at when I did this, I did touch this Ouija board when I was 14. And it's like all these stories, all of these things come up. Yeah. And how do you know whether it's you, you know, or whether it's actually the demonic or whether it's your, you know, how, how does one, how does a believer know that? For me. How, how do you find out? Yeah. For me, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and told me that I was, that I had a spirit. Okay. And I got set free. 
because I knew did not because I, I knew I had one. I didn't really know that I had one. I didn't know that the source of of my struggle happened to be demonic. And when I got set free, then that actually the struggle left. Okay. So it it was actually it, everything was wrapped around that particular demon, you know, and it uh, and it was gone. Okay. And so all the it's like me all the cravings, all the tendencies, all of that actually was wrapped up in that particular spirit. And when that spirit left, then all of those things left as well. Right. So, I, the Holy Spirit told me with that. Okay. But it's not always clear cut. Yeah. You know, it's it's like. But I would say if you've got a behavior that you cannot control, it's pretty. It, it, I, that's you got you got to look at that. Right. You know, is, there's something empowering that behavior. There's something empowering that mindset. You know, what is that? So where's the line between what you have control over as a person and what? has control over you as the demonic. Whatever you come into an agreement with is what you empower. And so if you've come into agreement with something so many times and empowered that, you can't really tell what's you and what's not you. And that has to be broken. That has to be renounced. Okay. So if you've... But in other words, if if I can't help myself anymore... Okay, then that's really something else is driving that. But I've come into an agreement with that so many times that that feels like normal to me. Okay. That is my normal. And so I have to recognize, okay, that is really not my true normal. That is a bondage normal, and I can be free from that. So that's 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 kind of like the beginning point. I begin to recognize something is there empowering that. So, okay, so let me just go back to the beginning. How do people get a demon? Demons come in in a couple ways. And, and we're talking, I, I'm sorry, but uh, let's differentiate, differentiate between oppression and possession. Okay. Can you do that? I, I, is there a difference? Uh, well, actually, well, yeah, if, if it's possession, uh, possession, a actual possession would be a person is totally consumed by a demon. And the word, you know, like demon possession is not really a New Testament word. It's a New Testament translation. Okay. Uh, not a translation, but a, but an interpretation, not an actual translation. And the confusion comes in because it's, it's in the Bible, and people just take that rather than taking the actual Greek word meanings of what it actually says. So it, the word actually means to be demonized or to have a demon uh, or to be a vexed by a demon. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's not possession. It's not like control, like That's it's right. controlling you. Because yeah. when I think of demonic possession, I think... Yeah, like uh, you know, the guy at the, Gar- the, pigs, the, the, the guy yeah. at the garrisons there right. who was totally taken out. Right. Okay. So that that's the rare. That's like on the on the one to ten scale. That's the that's the ten, and okay. that's the rare thing. That is the movie The Exorcist. How that, often have you seen that in all the years you've been doing Deliverance? Uh, probably three or four times. Okay. So that's pretty rare. Okay. Pretty rare, but you know, every once once in a while you you will run across those, but mm-hmm. those are very 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 rare. Most time, people just are simply uh, oppressed, and that's a word that uh, we like to use because we don't like to use the word possession, so we like the word oppressed. Yeah. That's really not a Bible term either. Uh, it's nice and neat, though, and clean. <laughs> it yeah. really is. Yeah. It really is, because then it makes it more acceptable that, right. a, that as a Christian can, can have a demon, mm-hmm. you know. But it's, you know, it, it's basically... There's, you know, there's these levels of demonic impact that they can have on our lives. Sometimes it'll be like in the low levels, like temptation. 
I'm not, you know, I'm, there's nothing attached to me. I'm just being tempted. Right. I may be able to, to accept here, you know, to embrace the words or the thoughts that are put into my head by a demon, and embrace those as my own. We call that temptation. It's kind of like when Peter, you know, Jesus rebuked him, "Get behind me, Satan." Mm. Uh, you know, he's not telling Peter, "You're demonized. We got to get this demon out." You know, but Peter had embraced thoughts that were not his thoughts, but Jesus addressed the source of those thoughts. But Peter had embraced those thoughts as his thoughts, and he voiced those thoughts, and Jesus addressed the source of those thoughts. Okay. Okay. So that's moving up the scale. Then you got the, some, you know, somebody who may have like a spirit of affliction of some sort, like a mute spirit, or, or the lady who has bent over double for 18 years. Because they, they were only affected on a few areas of their life. So the rest of their life is running, is normal. The rest of their life is running, is, it's just normal. But they got these one or two areas, or these few areas, that is simply ruling them, controlling them, or they have no control over, or it, they're in bondage to something there. But yeah. the rest of their life is running pretty normal. Right. And then you go up to scale all the way to number 10. You know, like number nine is like the boy who, you know, was thrown into the fire, and he and the, and the father said that the demon scarcely leaves him. But, right. But scarcely implies, well, there, there are some few moments of sanity. But the number 10 guy, he had no moments of sanity. He was totally right. demonized, consumed with a legion of demons. Okay. So there are the varying scales here. Not everybody's on the number 10. Wow. So how do you know where you are in the scale if somebody's watching this and they're like, I feel like I have something or I feel like my husband or don't my worry, child. Don't worry about the scale. Okay. Don't worry about the scale. You know, if you've got an, an area that you feel like you're in bondage in, you know, that's, that's where you start. Right. You know. Wow. Uh, so how do, how do these things come in? Because are, are we born with them? Born with these demons? Yeah. So we could be with some. <laughs> this is so complicated, <laughs> Okay, yeah. Well, here we got this child. In, yeah, give it. To, I want to hear. You got this child who had this demon. Like, what did this child do to get this demon? Right. So sometimes there is... See, demons look for an open door. They look for a right... Uh, and remember, demons, they, they don't play fair. If they can have a perceived right, or if they can find a loophole because they're legalists, yeah. they're going to try to get into a person's life. And so they're, they're going to look for loopholes. So the scripture talks about the sins of the fathers being passed down the third and the fourth generation. So there is this loophole they look at because it's in the Bible. Okay. So they're, they, they basically tried to ride this loophole all the way down. And so, you know, with me, I had a spirit that came down generational lines. Okay. I had Can the, I ask what it was? It was a spirit of rage. Okay. I had this rage. It was, it was like you'll see it in my grandfather. You'll see it in my, right. my uncle. My great-grandfather uh, was murdered. Uh, he, he had an axe. Really, and it was a butcher knife that basically went down, split his head. And I don't know what he did to cause that. You know, I mean, and that happened. And that happened while my great grandmother was was pregnant with my grandpa. So my grandpa never knew his dad, and uh, never knew him. He actually met the murderer one time because after he got out of jail, he went in and just saw him and knew this was the man that killed my dad. Huh. And uh, and then he went to go kill him, and he was gone. He left town, you know. Once because I think my my grandpa looked like his 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 dad. Okay. So there was there was rage somewhere, and I I'm guessing probably my great grandpa might have had some rage, 
My grandpa, he had rage. Uh, his son uh, had rage. And so there was like, they were the Howards. That was the last name was the Howards. Okay. So he, there was Joe Howard and Joe Howard Jr. And, my, and Joe Howard Jr., my uncle, his rage was so bad that the, he was institutionalized because of it. Really? It was, it was so severe. He had had an accident and, uh, and a brain injury, and they told him that he's gonna, it's going to affect him. But he already had this rage that was already in the family. He would go into these rages that he could not control. And it was so severe, uh, so severe that uh, they had the plan set up for my, my mother would actually take the two younger brothers and go take them. They're on the farm, take them and hide them. And my aunt would go out to the field, get my grandpa and bring him in. Right. And then my grandpa would try to talk down my uncle. And uh, in fact, it got to the place where we could no longer talk him down. And the only way to subdue him was to hit him hard enough to knock him out. So they put my uncle in. <laughs> they put my uncle in. <laughs> In an institution which was not was not a good place to be in the right. '30s, you know. But right. God healed him there. Uh, he, you know, he wrote my my grandparents said God has healed me. Come get me. My my grandparents said we're not going to do that because we don't trust it. Then I had these two great praying aunts. They were like almost blind in their 90s. Wrote my grandpa and 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 said, go get Uncle. You know, go get you know Joe. Right. Because God has told us that He has healed him and God healed him. So. The, this is in the Howards, okay? okay. Well, my ma- my name is Rodney Howard Hogue. I got the family name and I got the family demon. Okay, so how, but but how much of that like maybe your grandfather was just a jerk? Like what? How much of it's like? Because you got to understand, like how much of it is just like a jerk being a jerk, which people are, right? When you see and it, how much of it is like when you see the same thing in all of the people? Okay. Okay, you've just inherited the family jerk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean when all, when they've all had this this rage, you know, rage is not just being angry. I mean, is it what is it learned though? Like, I'm just trying to play the no, the, ad, the devil's advocate. I was here. this way when I was born. Okay, so you I didn't was born learn this. this. No, my 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 kindergarten teacher told my mom that. She wore out more fly swatters on me than any other person she's ever had. Right. I got more spankings than all of my siblings put together. Right. I remember that all of a sudden this rage would come up, and my mother beat it down with Scripture, be ye kind one to another. I was so fuming, but I could not do anything. (laughs) I had this spirit of rage. I learned how to control it. I learned how to use it. When you have rage, you're able to control your environment, to control people around you. Yeah. I mean, you control your little world. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I was able it actually had become my friend. I'd learned how to utilize it in sports and athletics. Right. And but you know, it's 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 not good to have rage whenever you're pastoring a church. I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But but it, it was hard for me to get rid of because I had it. It, it had become my friend. Okay. But uh, the day came where I was like, okay, Lord, I'm not I, I'm not leaving here until this is gone. And I got desperate enough, and this thing left me, and I knew when it left me. How? How did you know? Like, what? Walk us through the process. Like, what did that? Were you fasting? Did you like? Were you praying? Were you like? What did that look like? Actually, it came a moment where this demon had had manifested, and I was mad. And when it when it when when that spirit rages within you, it's like in that moment, 
I want this feels good. You know, yeah. it's it's you're just feeling this thing that is rising up in you like this. Look at his eyes. You know, John Ralphio. They're, they're scaring me right now. <laughs> you know, do, do you see them? They're they're huge. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So, uh, and it had manifested. Yeah, and uh, and and then I, I I caved in a wall in, in my house. What do you mean? I hit it. You just punched oh, a wall. Oh, yeah, I punched, okay. I punched a wall, and I caved it in. <laughs> I love it. I didn't put a I, hole in the wall. I caved the wall I, It in. was. I, did, I caved it in there. Yeah. And then I had this thought, Rodney, just, just, go, just go kill yourself, and you'll show everybody. Then I go, stop, and I go, well, that's not me. I've never had that thought before. Right. So I knew at that time that was, okay, this is, I'm not going to live this way anymore. Okay. I, w- I got out, and I got in my little car. I lived, actually, I was pastoring the church, and I lived behind the church. I got in my car. You I, were pastoring a church I at this was. time. And I drove on the other side of the church, and I just sat there, and I said, God, I'm not leaving the car until this is gone. I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. This is not my friend. I want this to be gone. And I just sat there, and I just waited. I said, Holy Spirit, you're, I can't free myself. You're going to have to do this for me. And I just sat there for, for a while. And then I said, Lord, this thing has got to go. And I, and I began to rebuke this thing. And then I felt, I felt it leave me. Wow. I knew it. Like, it just like. Self-deliverance. Yeah. Is it, do, you, do you see a lot of people doing that over the years? Like, have you heard a lot of testimonies of that? Most of, all of my personal deliverance mm-hmm. was self-deliverance. Wow. Now, if I would have had somebody walking me through, it mm-hmm. would have gone a lot faster for me. It sounds like it went pretty quick in the car. It did. Well, no, I'd struggle with this for months. This was like the culmination. If I'd had somebody okay. working with me like three months earlier to get this thing out, I probably could have done it. Right. Okay. But it's like I had to get to a, I mean, I had to get to a place to where I was really desperate, but nobody walked me through it. It just happened. It just happened. I, I know when I went through deliverance, because I had, I had my deliverance, uh, it happened when, when I got saved. Yeah. Or when I gave myself to the Lord, encountered the Holy Spirit, it was all like sovereign. It was, it was, it all happened in like a 20 minute, 15, 20 minute yeah. time period. Yeah. All in one fell swoop. Um, so I don't know what it's like to go through that. Uh, mine was more sovereign at salvation. How, let, let me ask you this question because um, I, I lean in the camp more. <laughs> I'm more of like a, hey, the blood of Jesus really actually covers everything. Yeah. Yeah, As I read scripture, like that's yeah. the only thing I can I can see in mm-hmm. scripture. Mm-hmm. So what do you say to even though I my wife is like a deliverance machine, she can do deliverance yeah, right. all day, every day. She's like super gifted at yeah. it. So like I live in this house where I believe one thing at my core, but I also witness another thing. Yeah. You know, for my wife and around the world. Like I, yeah. I just got back from Mozambique. We saw so many deliver it's the most deliverance I've done in the last ten years of ministry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, at an event. So I know it, I see it, but like the blood of Jesus has to cover everything, right? It does. So why is it not covering your demon of rage? It did cover my demon of rage. I simply had to reinforce the work of the cross. You know, sometimes we we think everything's going to be automatic. Mm -hmm. And some things are, and especially at, at our salvation, a lot of things leave us because the Holy Spirit comes in. Right. But if there is a right that is there, sometimes these things hang on to that right until that right is removed. 
And it's about reinforcing what was done on the cross. Yeah. You see, the full manifestation of of the kingdom did not happen on this earth whenever Jesus died on the cross. Yeah. Because obviously Rome was still in charge. I mean, Caesar was still in charge. Everything kind of seemed to go on normal, but but things shifted. So the kingdom of God began to become more available. But so everything happened at the cross. So now we're walking in this reinforcing the work of the cross. Mm -hmm. It's it's like uh, it, it's it's like a, a sheriff or or a, or a policeman. I'm just enforcing the law. Yeah. Okay. It's what, now I have been given authority to do that. You're breaking the law, and so therefore I'm going to enforce the law. So now we're bringing eviction notices to 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 the demons. Like you're trespassing. This is illegal. This is wrong. You have no right to do this. Because they they will they don't play fair and right. they take advantage and if there's a loophole they will try to get a hold of it so we're actually reinforcing what was bought and paid for us on the cross right wow yeah uh, so we tied in with inner healing how does that how does that how do you know whether it's inner healing or it needs to be a full on deliverance session uh, inner healing deliverance are kind of they, they're tied together okay. But obviously, deliverance is because there's a demon involved. Just because a person has a hurt or a wound doesn't mean that they need deliverance. So you would you would classify inner healing as like healing the brokenhearted? Yeah. Okay. And deliverance would be getting the critter out yeah. of the building. Yeah. But sometimes that attachment that that spirit has is to a hurt or to a wound. Right. And so the way to get it out is simply to bring healing to the wound. Yeah. And when it, and then things leave. Uh, what about on kids? Talk to me about kids. Because uh, like John's kids need deliverance. No, I'm just kidding. They're, they're spectacular. <laughs> uh, uh, my kids, uh, I feel like from time to time they they need they need a legion cast out of them. Well, the parents have authority over children. Okay. So, uh, whenever I talk to parents about doing deliverance on their on their children, I say do it at night when they're asleep. Mm-hmm. Do not do it, you know, in front of them. Now there are times if there's something that likes manifesting. Yeah. Okay, you can't help it. You know, there's a lady that was. Uh, what would that look like? Like if my like if if I'm in front of you as a little kid going like, I just want to kill my sister or whatever. I don't know. Like, <laughs> no, it's not. John's about- got two boys, so they're all rowdy. They like that's probably a normal thing. There I, was, I don't know. But. There was, there was a lady that was in our our church one time whose husband wasn't a believer. Okay, and uh, he was on a submarine and. Uh, He's getting ready. You know, he's he's wanting to spend some father son time with his four year old son. Okay. And so they they said, let's watch a movie together. So he rented the movie Poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> to watch. Hold this on, movie. time out. Was this guy from your church? Huh? Was this from your church? Yeah, this is guy was in my church. He was a church member. Like, no, he wasn't a church member. Oh, okay. He was lost. But okay. but the wife was a church member, but she drug him to church. <laughs> and so he watched this movie Poltergeist with this kid. He goes off to to gets on the submarine. Now this kid can't sleep at night. He wants the light on. Yeah. And uh, so he's screaming at night, you know, he's like, I want to sleep with you, mama, you know, keep the light on and so on. She knew something was up because she was driving down the road and he tried to reach up. She's just worshiping the Lord and he was Basically, put his try to put his hand over her mouth and say, "Don't sing about Jesus. Don't sing about wow. Jesus." So, so I mean, she's like, "Son, what? Is, you know, this is really strange." Right. You know, what the, this thing the child's is, head began to spin. No, it no, wasn't okay. like that. I just love that stuff. So one night, one night, 
you know, he's laying on the bed. He's he's screaming. He's like, Mama, you know, I'm sleep with you. Don't turn the light off. I mean, yeah. she's throwing this fit. She's trying to calm him. All of a sudden, it gets quiet, and he goes, Mama, I can't see. He had gone blind. Well, I'm telling you, hell has not seen the fury of a mama when you mess with her baby. This woman could have got this demon out in the flesh because you just <laughs> you just messed with her baby. Wow. And she got it out. So hold on. The the child went blind. Yes. As as the mother was. Just trying to quiet the baby, trying trying this young child down, trying to get it to stay in its own bed. All of a sudden it just went blind. And uh it's because it's this demon. Right. And so you, you know, you mess with my baby. This is wrong. That's crazy. <laughs> Mama Bear just came up, you know, and she just commanded this thing to leave. Now, in that situation, that you couldn't help it. Right. In that situation, okay, this thing just happened. I'm going to confront this right now. Right. But most of the time, it, it's like if I'm going to deal with my with a child, I'm going to do it in their sleep because as I, as a parent, have authority over those young children. Right now, if that child has been participating in this and sort of like a teenager, it's not going to work. Okay, right. But hold on, what do you mean? What do you mean? If I have if my kid's 14 years old, yeah. If right. they've been, partici- I can't cast a demon out of them. Well, you're going to want their participation in this. When's the? What's the age? What's like that line of demarcation? I don't know. I don't know you, when. What the- kind of answers are these? You're you're supposed to know. Okay, at nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they get their first pimple. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah they're, they're, it depends their level of participation in it. Okay. You know, and so their will has been involved. They're participating. Usually, as a child, they're just doing it because they can't control it. They cannot help it. Right. So, so I tell parents to do it, and, and when they're asleep. Otherwise, what happens is that, it, you know, the, the deliverance session goes like this. Now, we're not talking to you. We're talking to that thing inside of you uh, oh that God. makes you want to do those bad things. Yeah. And then they start screaming, come out of you in the yeah, name yeah, of Jesus. Yeah. So they're like abusing this child. And if that thing leaves, it's whispering to that child, listen, right. you know, you're dirty, you're right. filthy, you know, something's wrong with you. Right. And so I said, let's not put that child through that. Now, there are times I understand this thing's manifesting. Okay, we're going to deal with it. But otherwise, right. ask the Holy Spirit, What are there any? is there any inroads? Is there something I need to break specifically? Pray for your children at night. While they're sleeping. Yeah. Like, do you do the whole oil, like rub some no. oil on their feet? No, 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 no. No, no? why not? I, I don't do oil in deliverance. Why? Tell Cause, me why. Because oil is about, about anointing. Okay. You know, Wouldn't you want to anoint your kid do, if they're Do you ever demonized? see anybody in the Bible that had... Oil put on them for deliverance. No, but I don't see. I don't see like banners in churches in the Bible. I don't see like. I don't see podcasts in the Bible. You know, that's true. Actually, cleansing and purification waters was used for that. Right. I'd rather use the holy water. Okay, so we're just going to sprinkle this right. on you. And I know ministries that do. Like, there's ministries that bless water. Yeah. Like I've seen it at least in South America. Like when people are going to cleanse their house, you know, they're yeah. going to put oil. Let's go yeah. with the water. It doesn't make near the amount of mess. <laughs> yeah. I've seen people like like bless water and make people drink it. Yeah. And they go through deliverance. I don't agree with that, but yeah, that's, I've seen it. Now I've seen some crazy stuff with deliverance yeah. over the years. Like my mind is, I've seen some of the weirdest things that I'm sure you have as well. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, get kids set free. Pray for them at night. Yeah. Right? Pray for them while they're sleeping. That's a per- preferable model and then when they're older when they when they get to that age where they're like 
I don't know, some mom's watching this going, my yeah. son's listening to bad music and it's demonic. Yeah. What, what, what do you do? Or whatever it is. Like, I don't, you know, whatever kids grabs a hold of. If their will is involved, let's get them to participate. Let's get them to come. What if they room. don't want to? Then you, 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 not much you can do except continue to pray for them. Okay. And and there's great power in prayer. Don't under, underestimate that. Of course that there do. is. I yeah. mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm here because my parents pray. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm legitimately here. You're the product here. of their prayer. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. So what about those moms that pray and they don't see breakthrough? Because I get a million of those. Like, why, why did God do it in your life, but He didn't do it in my son's life or my daughter's life? Those you just keep praying. <laughs> That's not an answer, Rodney. I mean, it's good, but what's the difference? Is it like too much spiritual? Is it too too much demonic? It, you like, know, you're dealing. Every situation is going to be different. You got to hear the Holy Spirit for right. every situation. What is the Holy Spirit telling you to do? Yeah. That's the answer. He's telling me I need deliverance. If I vomit <laughs> during this podcast, you have to turn the cameras off, John. Okay, that's right. Don't don't, don't do that. You're gonna I, mess up the microphone. So so, uh, what is some of the craziest things you've seen over the years? Oh man, you want to know that? Yeah, I, yeah, I I, I do want to know that. Like, what's the like what's the thing that confuses you the most? Like, what's something you're like? I just don't get it. Like, I have a I have fifty things. Can I tell you? Like, maybe you can help me out with this one. I was in Paraguay. Uh, we were doing deliverance on, I, I actually, I was in the church, I wasn't doing deliverance on the kid, but my wife was, who wasn't my wife at the time, she was my translator, and uh, a f- another missionary was there uh, doing deliverance on this kid in a wheelchair, like paraplegic from birth, um, I think he was eight, nine years old, mute and deaf, I think, deaf and mute, maybe blind, or blind mm-hmm, and deaf, you know, couldn't mm-hmm, walk, mm-hmm. Um they start praying for him. He starts shaking, starts talking to them in English. Okay? He's from Paraguay. So this this mute kid who never talk, spoken could, could in his life okay. starts talking to them in English. Yeah. Okay? And going, I'm not going to come out. You're never going to get me out. And they prayed for this kid for hours. Yeah. Nothing happened. Next day, a kid died. That's a mystery. I, I hate that stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, wh- where's the authority in that? Like, I don't... I, I wh- yeah. I hate that. Maybe it was two days later. Kid yeah. died. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, you do you see stuff like that? Do you have these... Mis- There's another one. Like, I, I had a pastor that did witchcraft against another pastor, got jealous, did witchcraft against another pastor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, you hear stuff in ministry. You're around long enough. Yeah. You hear stuff. These are like some of the some of the big ones. Did witchcraft yeah. against him. Uh, went mentally insane. Yeah. Like totally gone. I mean, I mean the, the guy who did the witchcraft, or the guy who the was guy the who did the it? witchcraft. Okay, like goes to to do witchcraft against them. In the process, goes nuts. Yeah. Like he crossed the line. Like comes back to the church, walking around naked. Like like I'm Moses. He opened like, the door. Totally yeah. gone. Um, could not get set free. Ended up getting chained to like a. Like a tree, basically. This isn't in the states. I know people are like, who would chain their pastor to a tree? It's, it's not funny at all. But like, you know, chained to a tree, basically. Yeah, you know, yeah. eating his own feces. Yeah. You know, and 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 everybody who was anybody tried to do deliverance on him couldn't get yeah. set free. There were some people that, I mean, I'm I'm not 100 percent. Yeah. In getting people set free, and when somebody's not set free. I, I do go through those times of getting confused, like why, right? Why, why does this not happen? And I don't always have the answer to that. 
you know, not enough authority. Need to fast more. Like what? I don't know. You don't know. No, I mean in that situation. Wow, this is it's really like, helpful, Rodney. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. He's like, what is the Holy Spirit telling you? I've been asking. Know. I've been wanting. I've been having these questions in my heart for years. Yeah. You just don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I wish I could tell you. What's some of the craziest things you've seen? Anytime you're dealing with some areas of witchcraft, you're going to see large uh, manifestations. You're going to see huge manifestations. Uh, you know, you, you're going to see levitation. You're going to see. You've seen levitation. Yeah, in India, there's, there's, you know, it, you're going to. Anytime you're going, you're going to see that. That's not that. I don't think that's that really that uncommon. Okay. Uh, you're going to see because you're dealing with somebody who's doing that. You know, you're you're having somebody who's demonized is actually a plant, maybe in a in a crusade or something like right. this, and they're coming in there. They're not really coming for deliverance; they're coming to curse. Right. You know, and you got to just you got you got to be able to pick that out. You right. know, you're not really coming for freedom; you're coming to 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 afflict. So you get you know you just bless those people, and they're and uh, you may engage in a power confrontation mm-hmm. with that person to try to get that person set free so they can really actually come into a relationship with Jesus because sometimes what the enemy uses for bad you you know God can can use those things for good right so you're going to see that you know people slithering and you know stuff mm-hmm. like that uh, that that's going to be happening people scooting across floors you know things of that nature uh, i had one lady come to me one time uh, in fact, it was a Baptist pastor that uh, I don't know where he came across this lady, but uh, he he couldn't get he could he knew she was demonized and knew that I'd minister in that area, so he he basically brought her and her two daughters to the church and dropped her her and her daughters off of this church, thirteen year old daughter, nine year old daughter, right at the church, and with this woman and at this prayer meeting that we were having, and and all of a sudden this woman she's not a, she's not a believer, none of the, nobody's a believer. She goes down and she's in this drugged, you know, you know, state. You know, we're calling her name, and, and this demon is saying she's not here, you know, and and uh, so she was. We could not get this woman up, you know. We're calling her name. Nothing is working with this woman. It is she's totally out by this thing, and she, you know, had witchcraft in her. Right. We lead her thirteen-year-old daughter to the Lord, and the nine-year-old girl to the Lord, and the thirteen-year-old daughter who never went to church, didn't know any scripture, know anything. The spirit of prophecy falls on this this young girl, and she begins to speak to her mom prophetically, and begins to declare the word of the Lord over her, and begins quoting scripture, speaking this until her mom wakes up. So we're going, oh, that was good. We like, we like that. You're like, whoo. When was this? Uh. Back in it's twenty years ago. Okay. So anyway, uh, the pastor calls me the next day and he says, "Hey, listen, this lady would like to meet with you again." I says, "I'm not meeting with this lady. She's not a believer. She had no interest in giving her heart to Jesus. You know, I'm only going to deal with her if she's willing to give her heart to Jesus." And she goes, "He says, okay, well, let me talk to her." She calls, "Okay, she's ready to give her heart to Jesus." And I said, "Okay." And then the other stipulation is you have to be there. He goes, "Okay." The Baptist pastor. He has to come to the meeting. Yeah. So he brings the lady up to the, to the church, and you know, and we're we're talking about a relationship with God. We kind of get that firmed up first. She gives her heart to Jesus, and then we begin to bring her through the process of you know, uh, renunciating things. Yeah. And as she does this, her head begins to spin. I mean, faster, faster, faster. I never knew somebody. What do you mean, like? Okay. And the more she renounced, the faster it it was spinning. I never saw any. I mean, her hair was twirling around. 
you know, as she was as she was uh, uh, breaking these things off of her. And it's like we knew that that time was done because all of a sudden her head quit, you know, and I was getting dizzy watching this thing. And then we began to dress this one other area, and it's like something was in her foot. I don't know what was in her foot, but this thing did, did not want to be in the room with us. So there was a window that was actually open. We're in the second floor of this building, and there was a window that was open. And all of a sudden, she gets pulled off the chair. Her foot is sticking up, and she's drugged across the room like this foot wanted to go out the window. And we're looking at this. Of course, I'm looking at this Baptist pastor. Oh, my goodness. Going, you know, looking and seeing what he's, he's going. Yeah. He's freaking out. You know, we basically get her back in the chair, basically break that thing off, and she gets set free. You know, she had some cleanup stuff that had to happen, right. you know, the the days after that. Do you get involved in the whole name thing? Because I know that's a bit like, what's your name? Where are you from? Who sent you here? Like, do you get into that talking thing, talking with them? When I first started doing it, I did. Yeah. That's how I did it. And I did that for, I think, the first five years. Okay. You know. What do you think about that? Uh, well, there's only one time in the Bible that there's a name thing, you know. And, right. and I don't think Jesus was actually talking to that Gerizim Demonia. I mean, to right. the demons. I think he was talking to the guy. Okay. So, like, what's your name? <laughs> and the demons answered. Right. So, if it was that important, I would I would think that you would see it modeled see more, it more often. Yeah. Because I I, I've seen people, like, have whole conversations. Yeah, you know, and I—I I don't know about you, about you, but I feel like they're liars. Like the demonic is at the core a lie. They—they they are. They're not going to tell the truth. Yeah, and even if you can get them to tell the the truth, it's their truth. It may not be the truth. It's right. their truth because they're they're at, they're in darkness. Right. You can't trust what what they say. But the main reason I don't do that is because when I'm working with somebody to get set free. I don't want them to pay attention to the voices of demons. I want them to learn the voice of the Holy Spirit. Right. So when I'm looking for roots, I'm not saying, asking the demon, why did you come in? I'm talking to the person, okay, let's ask the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is able to reveal roots just as easily as demons are able to expose roots. And you're going to get a more clearer, accurate picture from the Holy Spirit than you're going to get from, you know, right. from, from a demon. Right. So to me, it's about, I want to equip you to hear the voice of God. So we're going to hear the voice of God. So what's the Holy Spirit telling you? And then, you know, when that demon jumps in there, we're going to try to, okay, that is the Spirit. Okay, that's not the Holy Spirit. That is that demonic spirit. So let's, let's let them discern, you know, understand the difference between those two voices. Right. So for me, the main issue is I want to equip them in hearing God not listening to a spirit. So I'm, I'm going to use this time of deliverance to equip them to hearing God's voice. So I'm not going to ask the spirit, talk to the spirit, address the spirit. When it comes up, I'm going to just be quiet, shut up. I'm not talking to you, and I'm going to call that person to make sure I'm dealing with that person. Yeah. Wow. Wow, Rodney. I got like a million questions that I want to ask you, but uh, yeah, I, I seriously I have a million questions. Like just through deliverances that I've watched or been a part of. I, I I'll be honest with you, I hate doing deliverance. Like it's probably my least favorite part of the of the fivefold ministry. Like uh yeah, I just don't have the grace on my life for it. Yeah. But uh how do you know whether you're called to deliverance or not? Cuz it seems it seems like it seems it seems not like healing ministry or prophetic where it's like everybody can. And I know everybody can do deliverance, but like, how do you know whether this is something you're called to? For me, 
my very first deliverance that I was a, that I you know participated in at the end of the night when this young lady got set free, I was looking on her face and I saw the countenance of freedom, hmm. and I and I said, now that is worth the price. And then on Sunday, I'm talking to her, still, the countenance of freedom. Yeah. I said, that, I'll, I will go through the mess to see that. Wow. I will go through it to see that look and to see that freedom. So I'm not motivated by the mess. I don't, I don't necessarily enjoy doing a deliverance, but I enjoy seeing the freedom at the end. Yeah. That, I just, I can't ever get tired of seeing the freedom on that person's face. Okay, let's. Uh, so, as I as I travel, right, people come up and ask for ministry. Yeah, you know, you know, we're, yeah. people ask for ministry all the time. the The main thing that I'm hearing now, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, is people are bound by like sexual stuff. Where, oh, yeah. where does where does that fit in the spectrum? Uh, people get in bondage to sexual things sometimes by their choices or sometimes that were that they were drug into it and they're victims of it. So there's the sexual perversion there. With men, the lust is of the eyes. With women, it's the lust is of maybe like the emotion of the heart. Not to put, every, but not to stereotype, but those are more often than not. Okay. Like the woman who's addicted to uh, romance novels. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she may have this. I mean, it's a still it's still fantasy. Right. It's still fantasy about relationship. So it may that's kind of similar to the guy who's maybe addicted to to pornography and things like that. Would you say that that's like spirit, uh, like a spirit, or would you say that's just weakness? Uh, well, I, I th- or is it that one thing where it's, there's gray area? We are we're made sexual beings, so we're drawn into this by nature. Okay, we're, we were created to be sexual beings. We're created to have sex. It's it's in our design. It's in our. We have these natural drives. Yeah. Okay. It's it's just. Is how God put us you're together. You're making me very uncomfortable right now, Rodney, <laughs> just as you stare at me as, as, as you're doing yeah. this. But go for so it. We have this, so we have this natural drive. Well, the enemy basically perverts the drive mm-hmm. is what he does. And it gets us to, to, to go off the path. Yeah. And uh, and right now, this thing is, I don't know, it, it is like a, it, it is proliferating. It 99% is, it of is all the huge, deliverance that I did. Uh, uh, or was part of was yeah. all involving sexual yeah. something or other. I yeah. was raped. I was abused. I was yeah. I'm addicted to pornography. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the, like it that. was massive with the rape and like the abuse. Yeah, uh, all those like yeah. th- that was in that was most all of it. Yeah, and and uh, and then there was suicide as well. But a lot of the suicide yeah. stuff came from yeah. Um, there's always been, there's always abuse, been a lot of that abuse that that has gone on, but I think in our culture, you know, and I probably I don't know if it's from the from the '60s or whatever that kind of started this stuff. It everything in the sexual realm has simply proliferated, where it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. Right. Okay. So if somebody's struggling with it, would you say it's demonic or not, or would you say it's like what? Well, if you're bondage to it, I think there's, what is bondage? What do you mean by bondage? You though? can't control it. Okay. It's like. I, I don't. I, I know I, I shouldn't do it. I, I don't. I, I don't want to do it. But then I know. I know I'm going to do it. Right. And then you go do it. You know. Or you get pulled in, and in the midst of it, you cannot. You don't have any control. In the middle of it, kind of like I can't stop. You know. I'm. Uh, and there's there's got to be something demonic. There. Right. Now I don't know if it is a, an attachment, or if it's simply because you have given over to that weakness over and over again. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah. But uh, it's boy, yeah. it's it's a it's a rampant one that is going on today. So a few years ago, uh, the head of the largest kind of Christian homosexual change your life, you know, come in, get set free. Yeah. They came out and said, and I'm probably butchering this. I didn't study this, but I know I read a little bit about it. They came out and said they've never like really seen any other people set free. And they actually, I think it was the president of it, like stepped down from the ministry yeah. or shut yeah. the doors to it, said we've never seen anybody set free in all the years we've been doing this. What's your take on homosexuality? What's your take on homosexuality and because it's it's huge right now, transgender. You know, yeah. look at what's her name. What's his name? Just got uh, what woman of the year awards? You know, the the transgender thing. Like, what's Bruce your Jenner? yeah? What's your take on all this? He got woman of the year. I, I I don't know. Maybe I think so. I think he did. And like, I think he won some sort of major female award. I think we all have people in our families. We all have relationships and in, in connections with people who are of that, obviously the scripture kind of addresses that very clearly, that, that that's not the way God made you, that's not in your design. Somewhere along the line, you have embraced a lie, either been put upon you or through culture or whatever, you've come into an agreement with that, and that's and that basically you've adopted an identity that that's who you are and you cannot help it. And, uh, and, there, there, and there's other things the enemy has done to entrap you, to bring you into that, uh, I think God can bring you into freedom, and in, you know, into that. Uh, I'm not an expert into that. Have you seen any of that over the years? Like, uh, as it's come up in deliverance, have you seen freedom in those areas? I lived in the San Francisco Bay Area. <laughs> this is a really touchy subject, so yeah. let me just preface all of this with we're we're just having this conversation. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, and and so so don't if you're watching this and this yeah. is like grinding your gears like just simmer down we're just yeah. having a conversation we want to bring you in on it yeah. so so if this was not a new topic that I, I mean this is not something new for me to deal with right you know it is something that we continue to deal with the way we approached it is that we we it's like okay you are this is your area of struggle this is not who you are okay but we want you to know that god made you he loved you in other words, it's all about the value of the person. Right. I mean, we, that, that, in ministering to somebody in this area, it was about their value, their significance. They need to understand that that they're not less of a person, and I'm not looking down upon you at all. You know, because you, you just got to see people with their with the value of heaven that that heaven puts upon people. Right. And people can respond to love because they know I'm not rejecting you. I'm not rejecting you at all for anything that you have done, your behavior, you know, your choices, your decisions. And we're not going to be in agreement, okay? But you don't have to agree with me for me to like you or me to love you. Right. So I'm going to love you anyway. I may, I'm not going to be in agreement with you and, and how you see it and maybe your approach to it and how you feel like maybe you're made this way or you're designed this way. We're not going to be in agreement, but I want you to know that that I care about you and I love you as a person, and 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 that's the way that we 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 related. It's like we cannot condemn people. No. And uh, and I was so I've always been kind of appalled at those who do. You know, it's like that that is not Jesus. He's going right. to love somebody in the midst of wherever they're at. Right. What do you do? You um, yeah. Do you do you think that 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 like gender identity, all that stuff? Do you think that that is is spiritual at its root or do you think it's yeah like do you think it's demonic influence yeah 
You do. I do. Yeah. I do. That, how does how's that working out for you these days? <laughs> <laughs> like like I, I mean, it's sensitive, but it's you you feel okay talking about this, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So what does that look like? Have you ever done deliverance? Have you oh, ever yeah. walked somebody through and and yeah. they've experienced freedom from from that? Oh yeah. Yeah, fill me in on so. I mean, don't leave me hanging. I want to. I want to. With with that, either in other words, it's, it's almost like any area of deliverance where you've been in bondage for a while. You got to yeah. recognize, okay, what is the truth? What is the truth, and what is the lie? So, how, first of all, how does God see me? You know, I'm going to see myself as a person of value, a person right. of significance. God loves me. He, he he. I'm very important to Him. He designed me, and then okay. Now, how did God design you? Okay, we're going to come and we're going to look at the Word of God. Well, the Word of the Word of God basically says something, but how, you know, what are your true feelings? So we're going to validate. Okay, I feel this way. Yeah. Okay, but really, what is what is the truth of the Word of God? You know, what yep. does it say? All right. Uh, with some people, it's like okay, I have simply. I've, I've experimented or, or I felt this way, I've been told this way, but so I've come into an agreement to the point that I've embraced this as a part of my now my identity. Yeah. And that's the point you have to look at. Are you are you willing to surrender your identity to Jesus? Are you willing to let Jesus give you a new identity? Yeah. Are you willing to do that? And let and begin to see yourself as who he, who he says you are. Yeah. You know, not the way of the world, or even how you see yourself, or you, who you say you are. Are you letting? Are you willing to let him do that? Right. And that's really the kind of the beginning places of finding freedom in that in that particular area. There's no doubt with some people, it's a wound, it's a hurt, it's a okay. scar, it's a something. In other words, I, I've opened myself and somehow, mm-hmm. you know. So that you know, it's not a one size fits all with this one here. Uh, none of this is. Yeah. And what, 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 at least yeah, that's what true. you're telling me. None yeah. of this is. It's not. And, a, no, and you can grow up. It's in not a, black or white. And you can even grow up in a very strong Christian family in the Word of God, loving, loving parents, mm-hmm. and still break out into this direction. Okay. And it's not, and it's really, it's to me, it's like okay, somewhere in that history, somewhere there was a there was a a scheme of the enemy that was activated to take out take you out of your destiny, yeah, and to take you out of what God put you on earth for, and divert you off of that path. And I think that really this is this is a part of that, yeah. And those who've walked down that road a very very long time, it's, uh, it's, you know. They've got a lot to simply to rebuild in their life. Yeah, you know, but wow. it's but it's done. You know, yeah. I mean, there's a guy that's on staff in Reading that broke out of that lifestyle. Now he's, you know, he's married, has kids, and mm-hmm. uh, but you know, and he sh- I've heard him share his testimony of of the process that he went through, and so you know, people are, people have broken out and gotten right. gotten gone to the other side. Right. You know, I just don't want people to feel condemned. Yeah, I don't want them to feel like you know they're second class citizens or they're low. No, of course not. You know, yeah. I, and any any ministry like we don't affiliate with any ministries that 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 would yeah, do that. Yeah. You know. You know, I'm just and I'm just saying that for people for the benefit of somebody who's hearing hearing this. You know, uh, Chris Valentin addresses a lot of this stuff in, in some of his his uh, website on uh, I don't know what their website is. It Moral Revolution? Yeah, is that some, what you're talking about? yeah, something like that. Where he really points out the fact that, you know, we're we're just we're just not in agreement here, right. okay? You know, just and can can we be okay that we're not in agreement? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but we've got to find we got we've got to find our our system from a belief system 
Okay, let's let's come into with what the Word of God has to say. Right. Okay. Wow. Uh, Ouija boards. Yes. Demonic. Yes. Uh, you're po- calling. You're calling on a spirit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're you're trying to call on a spirit. Now, just because you did it doesn't mean you're demonized or you have a demon. Yeah. You know, but yet you're actually you know calling on a spirit to do this now. I, I don't know about you. When I did the Ouija board, you know, at some guy's house, yeah. I was actually kind of pushing and manipulating myself <laughs> to say what, what right. I wanted to say. You know, I'm going, ooh, you feel it? Yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> what about, uh, uh, what about like, oh, what was big when I was growing up? Like Pokemon. That was a huge thing. Watching cartoons. I know tons of parents freak out their kids watching cartoons. I have never. Horror movies. I've never done deliverance for, for, on somebody <laughs> that got their demon from Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> My mom wouldn't let me watch the Smurfs. That was a big I've deal. Never, Papa mean, Smurf was was Satan. You know, they're yeah, and that's because you know they're they're doing spells and they're calling right. on this. So, what do you think about so, that? Like letting your kids watch stuff like that? I think parents need to be discerning here. I think if you're going if you're going to have so much cartoon time, let's pick something that is probably neutral or something <laughs> that is affirming. Right. I don't think that because you watch Smurfs, you're going to go down and become, you know, a person in witchcraft or something like that. The Smurfs. You know, I don't... I don't what, we're dating ourselves pretty heavily right now. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, but I I went through that. I mean, during that season, I'm, I'm like... Yeah. I went through the season, like, I was so freaked out with... With anything that was of the darkness, I was right. putting all these bands and actually became legalistic. Yeah. And I think that's just wrong. What about, like you said, bands like music? Like a lot of people, they don't, they're like, music will open up doors. Like yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. If you continue to repeat that, because music has a way of penetrating. Yeah. I mean. Music insanely influenced my life. Yeah. It, it has a way of penetrating down to the to the roots of your of your being. Right. And if you're listening to music, it's primarily lyrics that are simply that you're just re- repeating over and over and over yourself right. over again. There's something about the power of those words that will have an effect on you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else do you see like in deliverance stuff or what's like some of the major things that you see coming up? So if people are watching this, they have these things like like what's your top 10 list of stuff that like comes up? I mean, I, I know it's, it can be pretty heavy, but. What's the stuff that you see when you're like sitting down with somebody and they're like, I don't have breakthrough. I need this. And you start, you know, whatever you bring them through the process. What's like the top few things that are in people's lives that that usually carry or that are that foothold or that open door you said in people's lives? Number one would be bitterness. Really? Unforgiveness. Man. I'm just simply I refuse to forgive you for what you did. And therefore, it's like that Matthew 18 passage. I was forgiven all of this by God, but I'm not going to forgive you for what you did against me. Therefore, you know, that king threw him into the jail to be tormented by the tormentors. So I think that's demonic spirits. Whenever you refuse to forgive, you're like painting a target on yourself. Right. Like, afflict me, torment me, please, you know. Right. You know, come against me and take me out, you know, because you have simply opened yourself up to that, uh, to that, to that demonic Affliction there. Yeah. So I would say probably number one is going to be the area of of bitterness. Of deliver of uh, unforgiveness and bitterness. Yes. Okay. So how do you know if you have unforgiveness in your heart? Well, do you, is there anybody you haven't forgiven? Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, well, John you... John Rolf didn't charge up my headphones, and these he bought these really crummy headphones, and they're hurting my ears. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, we need to work you through. This. I got a book on forgiveness that I can kind of. You do? I do have a. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Tell, where, how do we get? How do we get this? You book? can get this from Global Awakenings Bookstore. Really? That's going to be the cheapest. way Listen, to get we didn't it. even plan this, but that's the best way to do it. This going to be the cheapest. Okay, way Okay. So do it. what's it? It's called forgiveness. Forgiveness. By Rodney Hogue. Yes, I've seen it before. Yeah, it's a thi- it's not a it's not it's a big a book. very thin book. Awesome, and that and that will what help people forgive? Me, get what's give give us the okay. Let me tell you why why I put the book together. Yeah, first of all, people have a, a lot of people would forgive if you just understood what it was. Okay, so I talk about what it is, what it's not. So I go through a process of helping you see that in the very beginning, and then. You know, people say, well, I can't. Well, yes, you can. I mean, whatever you have received, you can, you know, what freely receive, freely give. Right. If you've received it from God, you can give it. If God has freely forgiven you, you have the grace, the power to forgive anybody of what they've done against you. Okay. You can do that. And and so you can. Why it, would somebody say they can't? <clears throat> they just they just don't want to. They It's a choice. It's too but, hard. And, and it could be even a demonic stronghold there of bitterness that is simply that enslaving them. Okay. Somehow they believe the lie. If I don't forgive you, somehow I'm still punishing you. Okay. In reality, you're not punishing them. You're punishing you. You're the one who gets that. And what you're doing, as long as you don't forgive them, you're still attached to that person. You still connect. You're in bondage to them until you forgive them. And, and so you release, as you forgive them, then you're actually being released from that person because they still have power over you until you make the decision to forgive. Okay. <laughs> this is like hitting my ADD, like from all <laughs> points. Ah, okay, I'm ready. All right. Uh, I wrote the book for a couple of reasons. Yeah. Uh, one, I wanted to decrease my counseling load as a pastor. <laughs> half, the, half the issues that people come to my for counseling is going to be a forgiveness issue. So I, I wrote it, put it together, and before you came, before you come and have a counseling session right. with me, I want you to read, read the, book. the book. And you, you're going to know we're going to talk about your your unforgiveness. And if you don't want to forgive, then you don't show up for the counseling meeting. Okay. okay. Yeah. And but. But if you do, but if you're willing to forgive, you may have actually resolved that issue before you come to the counseling <laughs> meeting. So either way, my counseling yeah. load began to decrease. The other reason that I wrote it is because whenever you tear down an ungodly stronghold, you rebuild in the opposite spirit. So if you're going to tear down bitterness, you got to rebuild it with compassion. Yeah. And so all of the books I'm reading about forgiveness, nobody is talking about that rebuilding process. They're like, I stop at forgiveness. So what happens whenever later on you say, well, I thought I forgave, but I still have these feelings of unforgiveness. Right. Well, that's probably because you've not rebuilt compassion in that area. So I actually include some steps of helping somebody to work it through, somebody who's struggling with it, somebody who wants to step-by-step step begin to remove you know, this stronghold of bitterness, and then how do I begin to replace it? I give like six steps of, of rebuilding a stronghold of hey, compassion. John, can you text Jeff? Or somebody, and have them bring uh, one of Rodney's books, if that's okay. Can you do that? Yeah. Okay. I didn't want to. Interrupt. I actually want to. I want to show people what it looks like, so when they go, okay. they can look at it. So you you give you bring people through steps. Yeah. The six steps. Yeah. On how to on, on how, how to, to rebuild compassion. Well, just for those of us who are poor, who don't want to buy a book. <laughs> no. What's what are those six steps? Well, I don't. In a I don't, nutshell. Okay, I don't. Maybe remember. give us the top three. Yeah. Well, <laughs> basically, it's it's it, first of all, it's a decision. Uh huh. 
it's like I'm every day I'm going to make the decision I'm going to live a life that because every day somebody's going to offend me. Okay, I'm going to make a decision that today before the, you know. Uh, I'm going to make a decision today before uh, the day starts that I'm going to forgive people because yeah. people are going to cut you off, people stuff like this. So I'm actually working on this. Yeah. Uh, one of the ways is like I'm I got to start practicing in this. So I'm going to find somebody that's safe like you. Okay. So I'm going to start being <laughs> kind to you and showing you compassion today because you know I can do that with you. You know, and then I'm going to build up to other people that simply who are not kind to me. Yeah. So I'm going to start off developing a pattern of showing compassion, you know. So it's it's kind of these different steps that I'm going to begin to do in the process of begin having compassion. God is the giver of compassion. So I'm going to begin asking God, would you give me this compassion? I'm going to begin blessing and start blessing other people. He said, well, I don't feel like blessing. Well, that's why you need to do it, you know, <laughs> because as you begin to bless, then you get to reap the, 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 re, the rewards of that because whatever comes out comes back to you. Yeah. You know, that passage in Luke 6, 38, where it says, Give and it shall be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. By your standard measure, whatever you give out is going to be coming back to you. Yeah. We use that to talk about money, but the context is judging. You know, so whenever judgment comes out, and usually when there's bitterness, that's what's coming out of your mouth. So whenever judgment comes back on you, it's usually, a lot for some people, it's simply a harvest of what they have sowed. Right. So we're going to stop that. We're going to stop that. We're going to, you're going to start blessing. This sounds like a marriage counseling thing. Is that, I mean, did you do this in marriage counseling or just deliverance? Like, would you, is this all your counseling you would give them this thing? Yeah. As a pastor? Yeah. I mean, mo- most of the, we, I, we mo- can hear stuff going on in the hallways. I don't know if you got. I'm picking there, it up. There's in impartation. The Randy's doing, Randy's impartation, doing in impartation in the next room. It's not anything to be totally it's alarmed not, of. It's not. It's not a deliverance that's going. Well, no, it could be. It could be. It could be. The <laughs> amount of anointing you carry, Rodney, just sets it off in people. Yeah, that is really funny though, because that does happen a lot. It does. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. <laughs> I, it's actually. I was in standing in line once at a Starbucks. And I turned around and smiled at somebody that you know it was the, you know just being a, the person in line. Yeah. Hey, how are you? And they went and like totally normal person <laughs> went get out of here and just ran away. Then they just ran away like it wasn't schizophrenic. It wasn't yeah like it happened. I've actually seen it happen. It's happened a couple of times. Actually. I was in Brazil with Nick Billman one time. Yeah, and uh, with Love this those guys. with this ministry, and I was teaching at their school. This in the first city city they were in, Curitiba. And uh, uh, before they went to, you know, on, on the coast there uh, to receive a... But anyway, we're just in the middle of the night. We found a guy who actually could speak English. He lived in the U.S. for, yep. for a while. And he, but he's, he's drunk. He's demonized. He sits there. And he's, and, he's, and he's sitting down there and he's talking, you know, to everybody. You know, he says something to, to Nick and he says something. And it, it, but he looks at me and he says... And don't you do anything. <laughs> really? That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, so it's like, okay, something uh, uh, something recognized it just, me. Yeah, it stirred it up. It, it is. You know, it's like when I'm talking to people. Uh, here it is. Oh, <clears> thanks. <throat> Thank you, John. When I'm, when, I'm, when I'm talking to people. Who brought this? Nina. Oh, she's yeah. amazing. Yeah. She didn't come in the room. When you're talking to people. Uh, you know, it, it does come up. You know, all of a sudden, I, 
it's like the more that I do this, that you know, the more I begin to recognize that you actually carry. It's I think it's really about the presence of the Lord. Yeah. You know, you carry the glory. You're carriers of the glory of the Lord, and then the more of His glory that you're carrying, you know, it's it's like the demonic know this that they're actually attracted to it. Yeah. You know, it's like the, that Acts passage. You know, Peter, Peter, and, and si, no, Paul and Silas. They're going down in there in, in Philippi, and and it's like, why did this? You know, this this fortune telling demonized young lady. She's following them around. She's actually speaking the truth. Yeah. You know, these guys are here to declare the way of salvation or whatever. And uh, and they're, you know, they're like, you know, be quiet. You know, finally got tired of it and turned around and cast this demon out. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but yet this they they recognize the glory of the Lord. Right. And it's like these demons at some time, you know, they they had seen the glory of the Lord face to face and then cast down the heaven. They're still attracted to the glory of right. the Lord and it's familiar to them. Right. We were in San Francisco one time. I got to tell you this yeah, story. Yeah, tell me. Go for it. Uh, we we had this thing It's in the year 2000, and, and uh, we had all these Argentine guys from the Argentine Revival. You know, these guys that Randy talks about, Eduardo yeah. Lorenzo and all yeah, these yeah, guys yeah. were Claudio there. Claudio Frazen, Anacondia, they were all Otari. They were all there. And there were we had this week of impartation, this week. I mean, it's like, we're, these guys are just flipping their Bibles. Gold dust is flying right. everywhere. It is crazy. I mean, there was, and then, and, and we, one day, excuse me, You're on, on one day, we were going to go bless everybody in San Francisco. We're going to bless every household. So we're just going to bless, and we just gave them this acrostic. They were given to bless every household, right. and so we, you know, we were given so many households that we were going to go, and we're just going to bless them. Like you're going to hit the streets and just what stand out in front of their houses? It, yes, <laughs> and bless every person. We wanted to bless every person. We're not casting. They, it's awesome. So they gave us some instructions. They said, "This is the day that we bless. We're not. This is not the day for confrontation." Right. Okay, this is the day we bless. Now, you know, these guys are part of the Argentine revival. It's like we want to shift the the the, the atmosphere. Now, the, the forecast actually called for rain all day long. Okay. And by 10 o'clock in the morning, the clouds dissipated and it was sunny. And uh, even the mayor, because he came to our meeting that night, he goes, even the weather changed for you guys. Wow. You know, so it was. It was really. It's a good. It was a great day. But we were just blessing. It wasn't evangelism, even though there was a few evangelistic things that did happen later on that day. Yeah. It's a, Can we bring light into the city? Yeah. Into the city of San Francisco. So that's what we did. So I had my group, and we were just going. We were in like the bad part of town. Okay. We we're like in this really this district, you know, in one of these downtown portions that is the bad part of town that you don't be. You know, you don't want to be there right. at night. Right. You know, right. For right. the most part. And, uh, and we couldn't get into a lot of the places, so we're praying for this place until a person comes in or comes out, and then we grab the door and we go in, then we bless every place. I mean, this, that's how we did <laughs> our thing. So we're, to, we're done, and, and I got the car and uh, this van, I, and I'm trying to, you know, I'm on the phone trying to figure out, you know, where this other group is. We're just going to go meet them. Okay. Okay. And uh, so I'm on the phone. We're not wearing T-shirts. We're not passing out tracks. We're just standing, like four of us, we're just standing by my van, and I'm on the phone. And this guy comes up to us. He says, I had a I have a word from God for you. I'm talking on the phone. I'm like, I'm ignoring him because I know he didn't. Right, I could just right. I can see it, I can feel it. Right. I have a word for God for you. And my wife's just looking like, oh no, what do we do with this guy? And you know, I said it three or four times, and I finally I said, So what's your word? He says, You don't know what you're doing. So I'm going, all right. 
I'm not. I'm just ignoring this guy altogether. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like forget you. You know, I know this is a demon. I'm just right. not even going. I'm. I was given the the word "do not engage." Yeah, I was tempted. You should have. I was tempted. So we start to. <laughs> I find out where they are. We're going to start walking towards them. We. This guy is now with us. He's following us. Yeah. And everything, and he's he's walking alongside him. And he says, "You're here to preach the gospel, aren't you?" I says, "I'm not here to preach the gospel. I'm here to bless the city." And then he does like the Star Wars thing. He goes, you know, the anointing is strong on you, you know. And I, I couldn't resist it at that point. Yeah, it just I, triggered. I, I, t- I turned and I go, can you feel it? And he went flying off. You know, I scared him to death. And then he wouldn't talk to me anymore. He ran in front of us. He go, he accosted these group. They were this gang yeah. people. And he scared them to death. I mean, here are these, these this gang people all because he's he's giving them this harsh gospel. God's going to get you. He's going to kill you. Oh, you this know? is a believer. This isn't like no, some this, random guy. I might have this, missed it. This okay. is a random guy. This is a demonized random guy. Okay, but he's you know, but he's now preaching this harsh gospel to these people. He's not saved. Oh my goodness! You know, and he's you know that you know you're going to hell. You know, <laughs> I mean, it, it was like this. We come up on him, says, "Guys, it's not true. God loves you." You know, stuff like this. And he does this to this next group because when we come up there, he runs from us to this next right. group. So he does this a couple of times. Finally, we said, we got to ditch this guy. So he's going ahead. We finally cross the street and go back to the other way. Right. But you see, what made him pick us out? You know, it's, we, we were simply carrying the glory. It's like right. all week long, impartation, you didn't have signs, impartation, you didn't have anything. nothing, you were just, yeah. no T-shirts, no tracks. We weren't passing. He just walked by, felt the glory, you know. And, and I think we just had an overdose that week. Right. You leaked. Yeah, we did. <laughs> you know, because it was like or impartation, right. impartation. Well, like I mean, the glory. We were the carrying power. something that was huge on us, and we didn't even know what we were carrying. Right. But the demons felt it. Come on. And that's why we actually were just we were just blessing the city. Wow. You know, but it but it's like that Acts passage. Yeah. You know, like that Philippian situation that they were just drawn. Yeah. And so that that's. Otherwise, by the way, Will, this yeah. is this is why you attract very strange people <laughs> at your meetings. Okay. Because you carry the glory of the Lord, the anointing <laughs> of the Lord, and what you carry is so huge, they're drawn to that. They're drawn to what you carry because they wonder. They, they used to experience that every day. They used right. to see that in heaven. Right. They long for that. Of course, it's their demise because when they get close to it, then they're going to get exposed. Yeah. But they're drawn to this. So that's why you find very anointed people attracting very... Annoying people. Str- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, we, we, uh, I've seen some, I've seen, I mean, anybody who, who ministers in power, like yeah. anybody who ministers, you know, in, 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 in a ministry of power, we all have stories. Like yeah. we all oh, yeah. have stories of people <laughs> that show up at meetings Doing weird stuff. Doing really, really, really weird stuff. I actually yeah. started a book um, about it, but I, I can't come to write it. I have every chapter lined out. I have all the stories, but I can't even I don't remember. Feel free to li- I can't oh, even remember man. things. I, I my have mother, so many stories. My Robbie. mother tells me stories I can't even remember. She goes, really? I, "Yeah, she goes. I remember you. I come to church that time, and and all of a sudden that lady screamed and she ran oh, out. I go, I don't remember that. I, I got so many stories of people. I mean. E- just people showing up to meetings in costumes and just crazy, just crazy stuff. Yeah. People bringing pets in, 
Man, I was in Washington. Somebody brought Sir Bunny Bun Buns. It was a white rabbit with a grapefruit-sized tumor hanging off of its neck. And she wanted prayer for the for Sir Bunny Bun Buns. I, I will never forget that. And then... Did you pray for it? I I didn't. My buddy did. Like, ran out because, like, the, the pastor's it? wife yelled at yeah. her. They were like, I told you not to bring that rabbit to church anymore. And she was like, just God will heal him. And... It was really weird. It was weird, and she had a bird. It was it was just messed up. But yeah, we see a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, and my sons keep. They always remind me about this one lady. She would show up and she moon people. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious. Yeah. Oh yeah. Come yeah. on, that's a that that makes for an interesting <laughs> church service. Yeah, they go. They just like I'll never forget that woman. She's like, <laughs> just what a crazy church service. Yeah. Yeah. The mooner. That's yeah, the, I, I, the Mooner. <laughs> this 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 podcast is titled The Mooner. The Moon. Man, we we all we're shooting for the moon on this one. We we all have some weird weird stuff that shows up in meetings. Oh but, yeah, yeah. And in nine times out of ten, I believe it's like demonic. It's there to yeah. distract. Yeah. And to draw attention. Yeah. To people, I'm I'm really happy that the whole birthing in the spirit thing is is, 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 has like, I was talking to my buddies. I was like, man, you're not hanging around. There's nothing more freaky (laughs) deaky than somebody birth. And if you haven't experienced it, don't I'm, I'm, I shouldn't even bring it up because it's leaving the church, but I was at a church. You're just, you're just cranking it up now. Oh man. I was at a church not too long ago and somebody decided that they felt it was necessary to birth something in the spirit. And it was, it had been a good five years since I'd seen somebody do that. It was one of the nastiest, most distracting, in my mind, demonic things I'd seen in a long time. But we're getting off subject. But I could talk about I could talk about these stories all day Weird long. Weird stuff, oh man! But listen, you know the the demonic brings it out when talking about it. it brings it out, and um, and impartation brings it out. No, it does. We, which, by the way, I, we we should get in there. Um, Randy, I think we've actually gone a little bit over. We've been going for what, an hour and a half, John? Yeah. We've been going a long time. I know. It, these things go by really quick. I could easily make them two to three hours, but I but I, I, I try not to. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Rodney, have you, have you, do you feel good about this? Did you have a good time? Uh, uh, yeah. Listen, good. before we go, I want to talk about just this. Here's the book. Where, where, right here? Right here? Where would you? You want that guy right there? Yeah, look at that. Thank you, John. Forgiveness. Yeah. By uh, are, are you need to add a uh, doctor Rodney Hogue on there. Yeah. No. Okay. I, uh, just a suggestion. You don't have to do it. I probably I gotta um, I gotta redo something in it. Forgiveness by Rodney Hogue. This is this is a good booklet. It's nine bucks. Yeah. It's nothing. We're not doing a discount on it, but it's nine bucks. Um, go and buy it. You, this is this will change you. This will help you. I, I should probably read this. Yeah, you can get it on Amazon for ten. You can, but you can get it from Global for nine. But actually, I think you get it from Global. They, Global sells it on Amazon for ten. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't think to kind of cover some costs there. Those secrets. Oh, okay. no, I don't know. I don't know what they do. I'm yeah. not involved in that. Forgiveness by Rodney Hogue. This this will be great. But do you have any other product out? You know, most of my writing right now. I'm, I'm trying to do some more writing, mm-hmm. but most of my writing is just commissioned. You know, where people commission me to write a chapter or two for a book or really? a compilation book or something like that. That's spectacular. Or, for, or an article here and there. But I'm still, you know, I'm working on some of my own stuff. Uh, I got lots of books that I just need to sit down and write. Right. When I started this itinerant stuff, I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to have lots of time. Here's the, are you, you know? are you busy? I'm real busy. I mean, I, I, I am, I am really busy. 
Yeah. I, I thought I would have time to write, and I really haven't had hardly any time to write because uh, I was, I'm a lot busier than I thought I was going to be. Yeah, that's good, man. If people want you to come in, train, equip, do deliverance on them, how, how do people get in contact with you? Uh, we're working on a website. It's not quite finished okay. yet. It's actually called uh, PursuingTransformation.com. Wow. That's and, a big domain name. Yeah, it is. That's a long one. So That's it's, a speller. Yeah. I, know, I don't know if we're going to keep that one or not, but we've, but we've had that one. Yeah. And um, because our whole emphasis, really, my really my my life message is not just, you know, deliverance is what I I, I, get, right. I do pretty much. It's in, one thing of, of many. It's one thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's about coming into maturity, coming into destiny, <clears throat> removing the constraints that keep you to come in, coming into that. So it's about this pursuit. Yeah. You know, it's about walking in the anointing, walking in the kingdom. And and the truth is, you know, we ask people, you know, I mean, do you do, do you have the maturity to bear the amount of anointing that you want to carry, you know? So you don't want to be taken out because God's always good about giving you more anointing right. than you have character. So you got yeah. to, you know, it's about pursuing the and developing the character, the maturity, the stature yeah. to carry the fullness of what you really want to carry. So that's really about a lot of my life message. So I, uh, basically, what people have just simply just contacting, uh, you know, here at Global Awakening. Yeah, and they, you're on the website. Are you on the website? You know, I don't. I'm not quite is, on the is website. He on the website? Yet. Well, well, listen, we're we're doing. We need, we'll need figure to get it you on the website. We do. We do need to get you on the re- website. Uh, but you come. You do churches. You you do conferences. Listen, I do that. Ro- Rodney. I've known Rodney for. Um, I don't. Know, it's been ten years on and off. Yeah, you've come probably, and spoke, spoken at my conferences. Yeah, yeah. I love you, Rodney. It's good to it's good to see you again. You're 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 changing right in front of my eyes. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You look good, man. You look really good. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah. Um, and uh, Rodney's just a good guy. Love me. He's got your one son is in the military too. No, uh, he's out of the military now. Yeah, he served finished. Afghanistan he, sniper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Iraq stuff mm-hmm. like that. So he's out. He's actually working for a university now. As their administrator, awesome. you know, uh, uh, their computer field there, yeah. systems administrator. Yeah. So I got two other sons. One's in Oregon. Uh, another one that's uh, in Texas too. Yeah. So one, one, of, one of them is my 27 year old who is not married that I would like to marry <laughs> okay. off to a very godly uh, woman. Listen, there, so. 27. She, here's here's the deal. There are more single, amazing, godly women in Mozambique. At Iris Ministries, then, then he's been. Yeah. The, he he came that year that uh, yeah. Well, he was sixteen that year. Yeah, the thing, yeah. So tell him, tell him <laughs> to go to Mozambique. I know a lot of I know a lot of missionaries that uh that are looking. Okay. Oh really? So, yeah, yeah. And they're fantastic. Yeah. They're really great. They love the Lord. That's for you guys as well. Listen, if you need to get married, go to Mozambique and find yourself a good missionary lady, and uh, yeah, that'll that'll happen. Listen, Rodney, love you, man. It's yeah. been it's been good. it's been great to have you on. I uh, hope you thank enjoyed you it so much. I've uh, really enjoyed it. Really? Uh, yeah, I have a awesome. good time. I, I think it's great. I really enjoy having this. I know we've talked about a lot of stuff, covered a lot of ground. Some of it can be offensive. Listen, it's fine. Relax. It's okay if you don't agree with what we're saying or what Rodney's saying. I'll put most of that on him. Actually, I just sat here and looked beautiful. Uh, if you if you disagree, that's fine. It, this is just uh, one man's opinion as his walk with God. <laughs> but uh, I think it's really I'm great. Okay, you don't have to agree with me. Yeah, I think it's really great. I, I still like you, Rodney. Rodney has been around Global Awakening for years. He comes and teaches at all of our all of our stuff on deliverance. Yeah. We love him. Um, yeah, it's been really great to have you, Rodney. 
Thank thanks you. for coming. I hope Appreciate I hope you'll come in again sometime. And maybe my idea is you can do live deliverance on me during a podcast. What do you think? No? Maybe? Okay. Just an option. Just thought. I think it would make for good podcast material. I think it'd be really fun. I only will do it, though, if you make me puke. You know. That's the only way I'll do it. That's how I validate. I will only do that if your wife is here. She, <laughs> Moosey tries to do deliverance on me all the time. I literally will wake up in the middle of the night and she's like, shit about Honda, but you know, she's praying over me. And I go, no, it's familiar. I like it. And, and I, I want to keep it. Yeah, it's familiar, you know? So, yeah. Anyway, love you, Rodney. Love We're going to get in there. We're going to go pray for people. All right. And uh, it's been good to have you guys listen, uh, share this, um, get deliverance, buy Rodney's book. And if you haven't signed up yet for the podcast, you need to go to YouTube and hit subscribe, please. And do do me a favor because we, we want to get these out to as many people as possible. Like uh, if you got Facebook, Twitter, post these things, tell people to sign up, tell people to get them out there. And uh, as we as we give this a run for the first year. So I know that they've blessed tons of people out there, but to keep that thing going to help, please just share them. There's always new stuff. We always got new people on and there's always like a a variation of topics. So make sure you get it out. These weekly podcasts out there. We love you guys and we'll catch you the next time uh, we do another one next week. We'll see you same, same time, same place. Maybe actually different place, but yeah. Are we still rolling John Raphael? I want to thank John Raphael for coming in and running this and setting everything up. Love you guys. Love you, Rodney. Get out of here. Amen. Amen. Amen.